This is a special local news podcast recorded September 8, 2010, covering Chicago Mayor Richard Daley's announcement that he will not seek re-election next year. We hope you enjoy it. Our regular podcast on national politics will be posted on Friday. The Professional Left podcast is generally not safe for work. Recorded live from inside the panic room on the fifth floor of City Hall in Chicago, it's The Professional Left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal. Is the city in a panic? I'm not in the city, so I don't know. You can't hear you can't hear our, our tormented screams all the way down in the cornfield of Illinois. No, I'm sorry. We're, we permanently buffer ourselves against that. That's why we're in the cornfield. <laughs> well, there, there's a there's a great uh, wailing and gnashing of teeth because the mayor, the mayor, his honor, the mayor, has has announced that he ain't running no more. He ain't going to do the stinking job no more. And uh, the old war horse polit- uh, political reporters who I was listening to this morning on local hippie talk radio were calling it a 10 on a scale of 10 of political um, earthquakes in yeah. Chicago. And I would, I would tend to agree with that. They said a lot of stuff I thought was not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the things that I would agree with, this is this is very big. This yeah. is very, very big news. You cannot overstate the importance of the Daly family to Chicago. Right. This is this is a family who has been running the city for basically four fifths of the last half century. Most people in the city of Chicago don't remember. Yeah. When a daily wasn't mayor, except for that eight year yeah. interim. There's a there's a local artist and uh, writer named Tony Fitzpatrick that I have quoted on a couple of occasions who uh, who, who wrote in a poem slash story that the bottle gangs. Huh. If I remember correctly, and one of the lines in the poem goes something like, "Who built the pyramids? The mayor built the pyramids. Everybody, <laughs> everybody knows that, <laughs> you know. And that's what every school kid knows that the mayor built the pyramids. Mayor Daly has, the, you know, Richard M. Daly, the current Richard Daly, has has bestrode the city like a colossus for 22 years. Yeah. Um. He uh. He and has. He would be re- even. That we, and I'm sure we're going to get into the problems of the city of Chicago in a moment. But oh, yes, no matter what. what the problems are in the city of Chicago, mm-hmm. if if Daly chose to run this time, he would win with Saddam Hussein numbers. Is that correct? Yes, he would. Absolutely true. He absolutely would win with um, overwhelming numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, his internal polls are like lower. And, but, well, you know, they're lower, so he's going to win with 71% of the vote yeah, instead of 80? Exactly. Is that, you yeah. know? He has he has a big war chest. He has a lot of people lined up behind him. And it's in, it's in everyone's best interest to reelect him who already has power and money within sure. the city. And, so and all the first anybody who was a first who could be a first tier competitor. Yeah. Um, in the last couple of months has announced they were stepping out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what you have to understand if you are um, if you are not of the city if you are not a person of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, on the West Wing, they used to make a big deal about being a man of Chicago. You yeah. must understand, Josh is a man of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And that means something. There's a real distinct inflection to your political understanding of the world when you've been in Chicago for a really long time. And one of the things is city government permeates everything. Yeah. And and the Daly family, Richard Daly runs the fucking city government. Yep. Runs it. He doesn't oversee it. He doesn't orchestrate it. He runs it. Mm-hmm. And he runs it in a very different way than his father did. But what that means is he has taken the last 
two decades and really longer, the last 50 years for the whole family, to construct a political apparatus that's designed to obliterate competition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the entire city college system, the entire uh, uh, city council system, all of the um, aldermanic connections that grow out of those things. Everything in the city is designed to make sure the mayor has no competition. Mm-hmm. There's no way to build a power base. Yeah. Um, he co-ops people. He promotes them. He moves them around. He keeps them jumping. He gives departments, you know, conflicting charters and responsibilities and lets them fight. Um, he puts in, you know, first deputies or, or assistant commissioners, you know, people who are on the org chart way down the pipe who are actually running the department. Mm-hmm. So you have figureheads running things where the real power is elsewhere. And the whole system is designed to keep everybody but him off balance all the time. Yeah. And so as a consequence, there's no heir presumptive. There's no heir apparent. There's a whole lot of people who woke up this morning or yesterday morning with political wood that they never never would have dreamed having, you know, uh, two weeks ago, ever. Well, but but we're going to get into that, too. First of uh all, let's talk about where the city is right now, because you've written about this on your blog in the past 24 hours as well. Um, I, I get the sense, and I said this at my blog, too, that... No matter what Daly says about re- stepping down as yeah. mayor, there really is no such thing as a personal reason when it comes to yeah. the mayor and his job because he is the city. He has been the city. Yeah. And regardless of what his personal needs are, and you've said his wife is sick, and that's certainly a concern, and, and bless her and hope she gets well soon. And he, and he adores, uh, she has I mean, cancer? She's a, she's a she, has cancer? she has cancer. She okay. has recurring cancer. It's serious. Mm-hmm. He adores her. He's a, he is, a, as far as anyone can tell, a very devoted family man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like his father, you know, he married a smart woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and who knows how to be the wife of a politician. Yeah, so. But what that, what that means is you sacrifice everything to the job for your Well, I was going to say that. If he had a personal need to be away from from the job for a while or forever or whatever, he could still yeah. be mayor. There's no reason oh, yeah. for him to quit being mayor for any personal reason that he might have because no. – and- and the mayor, for all of his talk of, you know, he loves, he's, he fetishizes the private sector. He really yeah, does. Because yeah. all of his friends are CEOs and yeah, prop, yeah. major property owners and billionaires. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And guess what they're telling him? They're telling him, you know, government sucks. You yeah, privatize yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah. You know, the, the plutocrat mentality. But Richard Daly has never held a public sector job in yeah, his entire yeah, fucking yeah. life. Ever. Private sector job, yeah. He's private sector made. job in his entire life, ever. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what it's like to work in, in that job for a living. He's re, and, and he, He's intelligently limited himself to being mayor. That's all yeah. he's ever wanted to be. Yep. Yep. So, well, that's right. The- what you mean by that is he's never said, I really want to be Secretary of State of no, the United States no. or I want to run for the never, Senate. or I want. Never once. No one ever suggested that Mayor Daley step down and take Barack Obama's Senate seat, for instance, because Absolutely that would be – it, that would be less powerful than you what would, he has exactly. right now. And, and there would be a great disturbance in the fourth. In the, well, as and, there has been in the past 24 hours, as you said. Well, and Illinois is – you have to understand Illinois is made up of multiple overlapping political power structures and dynasties. Mm-hmm. Richard Daley is not the most powerful man in Illinois by a long shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The most powerful man in Illinois is Mike Madigan. Yeah. You know, and the second he most is, powerful he man – is, Tell people he's the Speaker of the House, uh, the Illinois State House. Yep. He's, a, he's, he's essentially our Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. The second most powerful person is a guy named John Cullerton, who you would never recognize on the street, and he's the Senate president. 
Um, and these guys the hold third, the purse strings, I take it, yeah, for absolutely. the entire These state. guys hold the power. These guys hold the purse strings. And they permit Richard Daly to be mayor of the city of Chicago mm-hmm. um, and because it all works as a great, as it's called you know, in the Chicago press, a combine. Yep. And it really doesn't matter who's running downstate, Republicans or Democrats, usually. They, get, they find a way to get along with Chicago because you have to. Yeah. But the machine works well because all the pieces know their parts and all the pieces know how the game is played and all the cogs – Except that now a giant molar yes. tooth has been pulled, <laughs> yes, it has, and the mouth it? is trying to figure out how to chew, and the combine so, isn't going to be able to chew comfortably for a while. Well, the public question is, you know, why is the mayor stepping down? Why mm-hmm. is he not going to yeah, run? This is what and the answer is, about. he says it's personal, and you know, nobody's going to you yada, know, yada, ask, yada. nobody's going to yell at him about that. Yeah. But you know, the city of Chicago, I cannot emphasize this enough. The city of Chicago is really, really broke. Mm-hmm. The city of Chicago mm-hmm. is looking at a, a $600 million structural deficit. Mm-hmm. Cities are not allowed to run deficits. Right. And, and, they've, and the mayor has really sold everything that ain't nailed down. Mm-hmm. He, you know, the, the reason the city looks so nice and the reason we have these pretty planters and Millennium Park looks so nice and everything is green and lush and gorgeous is because for 20-odd years, the mayor has been rolling in dough. Mm-hmm. Um, he has had he has been able to throw money at everything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that and, and, and it what? is gorgeous. Lakeshore Drive, you gorgeous. drive down Lakeshore Drive in May, and it's just I get no, it wasn't May. It was Fourth of July. I drove down Lakeshore Drive Fourth of July, mm-hmm. and it was all sealed off because they're going to have the big fireworks thing, and so people can't get off. You know, there wasn't a, the traffic was just moving really, really smoothly because there were no exits off the parks. <laughs> and everybody and, was staring at the Yeah, and everyone was getting ready to well, everyone was picnicking and yeah. it was just gorgeous. The, yeah, the it, buildings were gorgeous, the lake was gorgeous, and in between is this ribbon of green, green park that runs. that's runs forever. Runs for miles and miles. It, it's a, it is a, I will say, you know, it is a beautiful city mm-hmm. with big, blighted sections yeah. in it that Inside, never Inside, outside, not near the lake. Yeah, where, that, but that the, the tourists, the tourists never are see. never going to see. Yeah. Um, but that's, but you, you can do that when you have, when you can pick up a bale of, you know, money and throw it at everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can, you can buy labor peace by saying, you know, if you take furloughs now, if you take cuts now in a couple of years, I'll never ask you that again. You can do, and he, and he did. Yeah. He bought a lot of you know peace of mind by throwing a shitload of money at every problem under the sun mm-hmm. by getting federal grants and state grants and city grants and TIF money and just a tons and tons of dough. Well, that's over now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The seven years of feast are over, mm-hmm. and the seven years of famine began a few years ago. Because the, 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 to understand how this works, you have to understand that as a machine, this has been in the works for a good long time. Mm-hmm. You know, at no point did the mayor just pop out of bed and say, you know what I think I'll do? I think I'm going to quit today, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and calls up a couple of people yeah, says, guys, yeah. uh, I'm done. This has been worked out in advance for months. And for months, the mayor has been reorganizing departments and moving people around and shuffling personnel, which he you know, does a lot of, um, because that's what you do when you're rewarding your friends and rewarding your lieutenants and putting people in positions to, you know, to prosper once you're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this has been – people have been at some some level in city government, way high up in the government. People have been working on this for a really long time. And so what's going to happen is um, you're going to see 
uh, a lot of disruption in the city. And one of the things that the people at the very top of city government know, what, what they have at their disposal, are revenue projections. Mm. And the city's revenue projections for years have been horrible. Yeah. And all you have to do is listen to any speech by Daly for the last four years. He's seen it coming. Everybody's mm-hmm. seen it coming. Mm-hmm. You know, revenue has just been plummeting, and it's going to keep dropping. You know, when is when was he elected last? Like, is he due for re-election next year? Yeah, the next election is in February. Is in is in this coming mayoral. Spring. In other words, they're going yep. to change mayors in March. That's about right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So whoever runs again, I'm I'm changing the subject, but whoever sure. runs again, again, whoever runs now, now has five months. Has five months to run, and to do that, the first thing you have to do is get a bunch of signatures in yeah. a hurry. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to have all of them by November. Yeah, yeah. And you have to have about fifteen thousand signatures to to get on the ballot, which means you have to have about thirty thousand signatures right, to get on the ballot. Right, right, because half of those people are dead. <laughs> well, general. no, no, not, not not that they're dead, not at all. It, yeah, the the that's you know that that's his daddy's dad. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. But but what happens now is there's an entire electoral industry in mm-hmm, the city mm-hmm. and in the state that specializes in challenging signatures. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what if you want to win an election, what you do is you go and hire all the electoral lawyers in in the area challenge so that your opponent signature. has nobody. And you, you, you challenge everybody. Mm-hmm. So you better go in with twice as many as you need. And really, you better go in with like five times that. Wow. Because basically, this is a, a <laughs> big dick contest. Yeah, okay. All right. And you've got to be able to flop your yours on the table and say, mine's bigger than everybody else's. This is a, This is a contest for big dogs. And you have to be able to, from the very first day, say, I'm bigger than – scare off all the competition, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is why everybody has – you know, the, the, the big money is on Rahm Emanuel. But that's – a lot of that is because everybody knows who he is. Exactly, exactly. You know? And it's fun to talk about the White House in combination with the city hall, in combination with national politics. And it's, you know, there's a fair bet that he's going to come in and – run the job he can command you know as much money as he wants and he can fly in on air force one if he wants and lots of cool things but there are lots of other people <laughs> lots and lots of other people who i gotta believe are scrambling right now to put together coalitions and organizations from scratch because mm-hmm. nobody expected to have to do this in a hurry and i got and, and again if you if you read my if you read my post uh which okay. is entitled if i remember correctly the sun sets on the bridgeport empire right um, this is all about money. I really believe this is all about money. Um, the city is broke, really, really seriously broke. It can't afford to pay, you know, the juice on the loan, mm-hmm. and it's sold off all of its assets. There's mm-hmm. nothing left to sell, and it's still sitting on a six hundred and fifty million dollar or so structural deficit that's going to break the back of the city very soon. And when that happens, you're going to have to, you, you've seen thousands of teachers laid off. You've mm-hmm, seen lots mm-hmm. of cops doubled down. Mm-hmm. Um, city workers, the ones who survived, are now working, you know, under essentially a four-day week. Yeah. And they're having to do the work of two or three or four people because everybody – and, of course, the people on the clout list are all protected still. Right, right. And so it's incredibly demoralizing to work at the city. You know, and there's no in, jobs uh, outside the city – government no, anyway no. so everyone's sort of hunkering down and and doing Hanging the best on. they can but they don't know if they're going to they, be laid off in a reorganization in the next five months well right? there's a really good chance there's a really good chance that they will mm-hmm. a, a bunch of them will because one thing we forget you know in chicago because this the government is traditionally so stable mm-hmm. is that it is not you know 
when new administrations come in, they traditionally fire all the top tier managers. Right. Right. And that, you know, that's, <laughs> that's why you don't run government like a business because right. every two, four years, you, you couldn't afford to massively disrupt, you know, ACE hardware. Right. That way. That way. That way. But the government just works that way. Uh, well, who else, can. who else in the city of Chicago besides Rahm Emanuel can and get me. and you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm piling up my war chest now. That war I'm, chest. I, is it growing? Is it growing? It, well, it's not growing as fast as it should, but well, I'm, and, I'm working on it. Howard Feynman was on Countdown last night talking about this, and he said that Rahm Emanuel, the one thing that Rahm Emanuel has in his pocket is he has a bunch of people in the city of Chicago who are ready at the drop of a dime to go fundraising for him and to get yeah. signatures. And because everyone knows who he is, yes. uh, getting signatures, there's a, there are machines in Chicago not only to challenge signatures but to get signatures. Mm-hmm. So, And he's got people to do that for him fairly quickly. Are there well, other people besides you and Rahm Emanuel in the city of Chicago <laughs> yeah. who would would have that capability? Uh, let's be clear. Mayor Daley doesn't have a gay son well, of age to... <laughs> he, sort of, he sort of does, actually. He has his, his gay adopted son. And that is... Um, Ron Huberman. Oh, Ron Huberman. He isn't he the Secretary of Education or something like that? No, or? no. He, well, you're very close. He is he is the head of the Chicago Public School System. Okay, I, yeah, I thought he was in education at this point. Tell me about and, him. And nobody has mentioned him so far. Everybody's mentioned Ron. Uh, nobody's mentioned Ron. And let me let me proceed this by saying that again for the third time the city is really broke yeah. and there's nothing left to sell. So the city is looking to face one of the most devastating financial meltdowns, crises, implosions, whatever you want to call it. In and its history. Like, like Pittsburgh, they they may go bankrupt, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I, I, that would be irresponsible for me to say that. Mm-hmm. But they're looking at huge cuts okay. to basic services mm-hmm. um, in a city that is that that where everybody has remained calm because those basic services have been divvied up and used as payoffs. Yeah. yeah. So the question, the first question is, why would anybody want to be mayor of Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. Um, really, you want to inherit this mess because. It's going to get really, really ugly. Mm-hmm. But you know that the fact that it's ugly doesn't has never stopped anybody from running for. I office. was going to say power is power, yeah. and it's an aphrodisiac for some people. You well, know, so let, let's <laughs> not us, it. not us, drift glass. But no, no power. Power is, is of no interest to me. Yeah, great yeah. wealth and uh, and influence <laughs> that would be cool. I'd be totally cool with that. Um, but power for power's sake. Power, you know, is 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 a tool, yeah. um, and some people get hooked on it. Yes. So the the one of the people that nobody has talked about is Ron Huberman. Yes. And Ron Huberman, um, and this is kind of odd because it's been only a couple of days, but Ron Huberman is has to all intents and purposes become Mayor Daley's heir designate slash protege. Hmm. Uh, Ron Huberman was a cop and and set up the city's surveillance system. Rather like, oh, let's say, J. Edgar Hoover. Oh, my gosh. So he has um, cameras everywhere is he, what you He was the cop slash technician who was in charge of um, setting up the city's spy system, the city's you know, police surveillance system. So I'm I know saying, where this is going. I, I, ain't saying, <laughs> I ain't saying nothing. I'm just saying, you know, he's also – He knows where Israeli. all the dead hookers are buried is what you're well, telling me. I, I would never say that because you know, <laughs> he might have a camp on me. But I would say it's very interesting that the chief surveillance officer of the city of Chicago was plucked from obscurity mm-hmm. to become the mayor's chief of staff. Wow. Um, and the reason, and the reason for that was 
uh, Ron Huberman uh, is, is it looks like the poster child for cops and or Marines. He's Israeli citizen, Chicago resident now, citizen of Chicago, and um, special forces guy. Um, you know, just a squeaky clean cop, and he's gay. Uh-huh. And he came out recently, which leads some people to think that that was the last impediment to him running. Would have he has no skeletons in his closet, as far as anyone knows. Uh-huh. So the mayor plucks this guy from relative obscurity and puts it and gives him the second most powerful job inside of city government at the moment that what was known as the hired truck scandal is melting down, and all of Mayor Daly's friends and colleagues and political patronage guys are going to jail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was the most... It was the and closest. the mayor didn't know nothing about that, right? Didn't know, I have no idea who these people are. I have no idea. But you went to high school with them. Oh, what? Um, <laughs> Man. So all of his people, you know, a whole bunch of his people were going to jail or under investigation for lots and lots of incredibly corrupt things that have been going on during his entire tenure. Mm-hmm. And when you're the mayor and you've appointed everybody and you've been mayor for, let's say, 10 or 15 years at that time, um, everybody knows that you're the boss right. and all of your people are going to go to jail. Somebody starts asking the question, well, how the hell did you know this? Yeah, yeah. And, of course, the answer is as a CEO, you never put criminal you know, instructions in writing. Right, right. You just you, – you lead by a wink and a nod. You know, I want to get certain things done. So you'll take care of that, right? Yes, and yes, Mr. Things, Mayor. And that's how yeah. things are done. Mm. So he, he pulls this guy out of the cop shop and makes him his firewall and essentially says – Ron now has my complete faith and confidence. He will he will you know answer all of your questions. He's going to clean house, and he did. He got rid of some bad apples. He 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 was you know he was a he was a badass. He kicked a lot of people's ass, and Ron proceeded to roll through city government and treat you know commissioners and and directors and so forth like perps, <laughs> you know. Ah. And really, he scared the crap out of people because he was beholden to nobody, loyal to nobody but the mayor. Mm-hmm. And he was willing to go through and just be a, a complete son of a bitch to people, whether you deserved it or not. He just was there to put his foot, foot up your ass and let you know that whatever you're doing, you're probably guilty of something, and he's going to get you. So having terrified the city of Chicago and cleaned house, more or less, you know, more or less, enough for the headlines at least. Yeah. The mayor then moves him over to run the CTA for a while. Boom, puts him over the CTA. What does he know about the CTA? Well, yeah, I, I was going to say, what are his qualifications for these kind of jobs? Well, this is this is the mayor's mentality. The mayor mayor's mentality is a good manager can manage anything, uh. which is complete bullshit. You know, you you know, a good manager can't manage anything. This you, that you think of a salesman, but a manager is a completely different skill set. But the mayor believes, you know, and what the mayor has as a powerful man is an ever-diminishing circle of people he can trust. Yeah, that's true. And so he has to keep rotating his people, the people he can actually trust into every job in the city. Okay. And so he takes Ron, and the rumor was, this was the deal. Mm-hmm. I will save your ass, and I will keep and your And you will be loyal to no one but me. And you will be my Chinaman, as mm-hmm. we call it here. You will mm-hmm. be my political clout, my political mm-hmm. godfather. Mm-hmm. And so, boom, Ron is suddenly the head of the CTA. And he's there for about five minutes, and he throws some paint on the walls and, uh, and picks some low-hanging fruit, and boom, now he's head of the public school system. My um, gosh. Three short years, this, 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 this guy from you know, the police department is, has been rotated through three of the most powerful jobs. Well, and, and I confirm with me, Driftglass, that I have not discussed with this with you before, but would it possibly be part of Ron Huberman's job to take on the teachers' union? Why, gosh, yes. Um, <laughs> 
Well, how did I know? Um, <laughs> you well, and I had not a, discussed that before, but it just no. occurred to me. Oh. Perhaps perhaps they need someone who has a gun because mm-hmm. he's a cop mm-hmm. and a, about nine Blackberries and yeah. has, you know, God Almighty on his speed dial. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's already, you know, one of the things that he has done is behind a bunch of city layoffs, you know, I don't know, six, eight months ago, there were a bunch of school system layoffs. So like 1,200 people fired from the school district in the shadow of that, you know, very quietly gotten rid of. And the public school system needs reform. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Their schools are broken. But what, you know, what do they need more than anything else? They need rebuilding. They need money. Yeah. The one thing yeah. the mayor don't have no more mm-hmm. is the one thing that they need. And Ron, as far as anybody can tell, has a really simple playbook. You know, step one, go in, um, drag everyone, you know, under the hot lights and sweat them like dogs. Mm-hmm. Step mm-hmm. two, find all of the stuff that they've screwed up really, really bad and, mm-hmm. and, you know, pick the low hanging fruit. Yep. Step three, put in his, you know, famous yank and rank performance system, which is, you know, essentially what they used at Enron <laughs> and what they used at GE to turn it into a bell curve. Hmm. Just start firing the bottom 10%, firing the bottom 10% and, st- and keep ratcheting standards up whether they make sense or not. And then claim credit and move on. Yep. And, you know, nobody noticing the two or three or four years later, you know, in retrospect, none of that worked. Because you're on to the next thing. You're on to the next, you know, the next job, the next whatever it is. So there's a lot of talk uh, in, in quiet bars and corners that Ron might very well be the guy. Now, what does he lack? He lacks money. Mm-hmm. So that's where Ron Emanuel comes in. Yeah. Let's also not forget there's two other Daily Brothers out there. Well, that's what I was wondering. This is a dynasty after all. Yes, it is. Is there someone but- in the dynasty available to run as a Daily? <laughs> well, there's, there's John Daly. Who's I don't know 11- these guys. Well, they're, yeah, they, they're everywhere. They're right behind you, Blue <laughs> <laughs> In the cornfield. Uh, John Daly is, uh, last I checked, Democratic committeeman, and he's a member of the Cook County Board of Commissioners. So he's so, a Paul. He's a yeah. Paul. He's an old Paul. He's, as far as anybody can tell, he's a reasonably effective politician. But nobody looks at John Daly and says, here's the next mayor of the city of okay. Chicago. Okay. Uh, there's Bill Daly. Who there was some talk about him running for mayor, and if you just if you want to piss off everyone south of 115th Street mm-hmm. in the city of you know, in the state of Illinois, put a daily in the, in the at city hall and in the state house. Yeah, they, yeah, you know, that would just screw everybody. Besides, Bill Daly's making good money. Okay. Bill Daly you know, has been running banks or running phone companies. Well, and all and these he, guys, I mean, Richard Richard Daly, who just stepped down, is 68. These guys are yeah. all retirement age ish. Yeah. And right. Bill Daly could pull it off. Bill Daly helped run the Clinton White House. Mm-hmm. He ran the Gore campaign. You know, he was Secretary of uh, Treasury, I think, for a while. So it's not like this guy has no connections. He mm-hmm. could run if he wants to. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of aldermen. Uh, Ed, Ed Burke, who's an alderman, has in his room at around six or seven million dollars in the bank, ready to go. Burke has been around for. Well, since Christ was a corporal, as the saying goes. <laughs> the smart money is that Jesse Jackson the Third is out. Okay. Because he got some of the stink of that uh, Blagojevich nonsense on him mm-hmm. and can't be running. But, you know, never say never. There's a couple of aldermen who are kind of powerful. Uh, Walter Burnett. Nobody's talked about Walter, Walter Burnett, but Walter Burnett wants to be mayor or something. Oh. You just know Walter Burnett. And Alderman Burnett is uh, alderman of the 27th Ward, which is, spans a whole bunch of different socioeconomic groups and places and has a lot of money. And has been a really effective alderman for a good long time. And has a lot of power, has a lot of money, has a lot of power, and has made a lot of friends and collected a lot of favors. So it's not like, and he's African American, um, and it's not like he couldn't run. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Julia Casio is another alderman who would be, you know, likely candidate also, you know, has contacts and has built up a, a good bank of, of things to rely on. And then there's people like James Meeks. Uh, James Meeks is a Democratic member of the Illinois Senate, uh, but he's also a reverend. Oh. And in Chicago, yeah, yeah, he's an African American <laughs> reverend in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And these guys are are they've already really, got a ready made organization. Yeah, he's a they're they're power brokers. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and he he runs essentially his own city on the south side. He has this massive community center, job center, recreation center, Mosque. et cetera. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> temple, whatever. And he has a vast and powerful political organization. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, and he's a reverend, yeah. which is a pretty potent combination, especially in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, Terry Peterson, also African American, uh, ran the uh, CTA for a while and now runs the CHA. I think, no, I think I have that backwards. He ran the CHA, um, the Chicago Housing Authority, for a while and didn't, you know, screw up that up too badly and now runs the CTA and is fairly well respected. Okay. Um, Congressman What's going to happen Day- to Daly now? I read on your blog that he's heading to China. Yes, yes. Well, you know, the people who, like I said, this is the combine. This, this well, is you a- know, I thought it was his sick wife. He couldn't, he couldn't leave his sick oh. wife, and so he's stepping down as mayor. But then the next day, he's planning a trip like- to Asia. To Asia. Well, the mayor does like his travel. Yeah. Uh, and he usually takes a very fairly large entourage mm-hmm, with him. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the perks for working for the city or working it, with the mayor. But it's not being paid for by the broke city. It's being paid for by business concerns are paying for this. Yeah. Well, the machine and the combine mm-hmm. uh, exist to keep things stable. Yeah. The reason the mayor gets to be mayor for over 20 years is because he makes sure – the business community right. gets whatever the hell it wants. The people who are making money continue to make money. Yes. Yeah. The financiers, the bankers, the property owners, the heads mm-hmm. of you know uh, utility companies. Just take a look at your average monopoly board. Yep. And and look at you know and look at all the things that are represented there, and you get a pretty good idea of who really runs the city of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the plut- uh, plutocrats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the plutocrats wanted the you know they're the ones who prop who created his Olympics bid committee and funded that that wow. wasn't funded by the city, and they have a, a shitload of money to throw around, and he has been very very good to them for a yeah. very long time. So when it comes to travel, you know, I mean, if if you're the average schlub who works for the city, and you go to I don't know, let's say Oshkosh, yeah, to to go to a conference. Rumor has it you have to fill out you know ninety eight forms that come up with a million reasons and give blood samples and swear to Almighty God and even then you might not be allowed to go even if it's already paid for because you know as the saying goes we don't want you showing up on the front page of the Sun Times <laughs> you know, the city's broke and you're up there in Ashkosh having a beer and you know yeah, what's that going to yeah. say Joe taxpayer right. meanwhile the mayor's in China right right meanwhile right. the mayor's in, in South Korea meanwhile the mayor's touring Europe again. Wow. And nobody seems to have a problem with that because it's all being paid for by the people that he, you know, allegedly regulates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So expect a lot more big wet kisses to the mayor uh, on his victory lap, which is what I would take if <laughs> yeah. I were him. Um, I got out. At, I got out. Yeah, I got oh. out. You know, he did. He he beat the system. He got out <sighs> with his – his dad didn't. His dad died in office. Well, the mayor, that's mayor's right. out with you know, a, a fairly bright future for him and his family and children. Yep. Um, a lot of political favors to collect, mm-hmm. and um, and the eternal gratitude yeah. of billionaires <laughs> all over the globe. All over the globe, yeah. Uh-huh. We have to close this out now. Thank you for sharing your oh. 
Was how long have you lived in the city of Chicago yourself? A long time. Decades. A good long time. Yeah. I, I remember uh, I was here. Um, let me just put this way: I was here when uh, Harold Washington was in office. Ah, okay. And That's a while back. Wash- That's a while back, and I was here when he he passed away. Mm-hmm. I have direct, and I worked in the city longer than that. So I, I have go. direct memories of uh, distant, dim memories, but I remember vaguely the first uh, Mayor Daley. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, the massive confusion, the massive the, the mob scenes, the, the power grabs, the, the up for grabs nonsense that happened once he died. Mm-hmm. Once yeah. Harold Washington, you know, there was an interim where it was other people. It was Jane Byrne and Mike Belandic. But once, once Washington got into office, I was, you know, witness to council wars. Yeah, yeah. And it was ugly. Burke, it was really Burke, ugly for a it was, long time. It was brutal. Time. It was racist and ugly. And, mm-hmm, you know, it was mm-hmm. it was a bunch of Republicans, the Democrats becoming Republicans because they didn't want to vote for the black guy. Yeah. See if this, yeah. does this resonate at all? Yeah, anybody? really. Is this uh, familiar at all uh-huh. to anybody? Right. And then at the very, very end, it was um, when Harold, uh, won a, Harold Washington won a second term and then died. It was chaos. I bet. I bet nobody um, expected that, really. Yeah. That's something you don't plan for. But this... You know, uh, the people who know ain't talking, and the people who talk don't know. Yeah, yeah. Me, yeah. I'm in that shadow land. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and where you don't know, you're happy to speculate. I, I, recklessly speculate. <laughs> or, you know, at least look at it like an engineer black boxing, you know, reverse engineering a, a problem. I see the product. I know the people involved in some cases, and I see the input. And you can sort of figure out how the things work. And it, it has made international news. This is a big this deal. Is a really, this is a really, really big, big deal. deal. Yeah, and it yeah. has ripples that you will you won't believe. You will yeah. not because remember the the president of the United States, the leader of the free from world, is there. from here. It's from owes there. his political exactly. you know heritage exactly. to the mayor of the, yeah. the guy who just quit. Yep. And understanding how politics works in Chicago is really important to understanding how politics works everywhere. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Well, we're yes. so glad that uh, we have you. Our listeners out there listening to us, uh, we love hearing from you, and we've had great emails this week. You can write to us at proleftpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to listen to past episodes of our podcast, ones that are not about the daily, <laughs> the daily show, <laughs> the daily show, we have a free player at our website, which is professionalleft.blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. We are also on iTunes. And at our website, professionalleft.blogspot.com, there is an opportunity to contribute to, to pad the war chest of the drift glass and the blue gal a little bit. Yes, yes. And uh, we certainly appreciate your help in providing us with funding so that we can continue to do this work. So thank you we for that. Indeed. How are the Internet kitties taking this news about the mayor? Uh, that would be mayor-elect Internet kitty to you. <laughs> This podcast is produced under a Creative Commons license, copyright 2010, Drift Glass Blue Gal Podcast.